Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to, to chat with you today, Jamie. Um, a little quick background for anyone who doesn't know. I've uh, sort of been, uh, I have been trying to understand how we can use Web3 tools and music for the last year or so, a little bit longer, and sort of, um, sort of towards the end of last year, I think, uh, I met met Jamie, who also was kind of on that journey uh, as, as a musician interested in using the tools. And so um, we I've really enjoyed kind of continuing uh, with him, just sort of talking about ideas and, and sort of observing and seeing um, how he is using the tools as he discovers them. So um, yeah, first off, Jamie, I'd, lo I'd love to just kind of, could you give us a a quick background of um, who you are, and how you, how you got here. Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Jamie. I produce under the name Sound of Fractures. I make electronic music, as it's kind of categorized by other people, I guess. Um, and yeah, I'm a producer and a writer, and I've written for other people for quite a long time. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I started in the background working on ideas for uh, myself um, and people have always asked me sort of when are you going to do your own thing and lockdown happened and some other stuff in my life happened I had kids <laughs> I had a kid I had my daughter and I found myself with the time to do it and the motivation to just kind of rebuild rebuild my life in a way that felt um yeah I don't know that felt better that that you know, where music played a better role in my life than it has at, had at times when it was, you know, I guess kind of like my career. So um, here I am. Yeah, I put out my first EP and a couple months later, literally, maybe even just like the month I put it out, I started to discover um, Web3. I was a member of Water Music and they dropped some tokens. They did a Baker Wallet tutorial and I just did it without knowing what I was doing. And yeah, here I am. It led me to Daniel Allen's Discord, which actually was the first Discord I joined outside of Water and Music, and I started chatting to Henry. Um, yeah, and it just grew from there. I started to find other Discords, and I started to meet other people. And nine months later, here we are. Um, I'm fully committed and, and really enjoying it, just experimenting, putting out music in both Web 2 and Web 3. I just, you know using all the tools available to me is kind of like more how I like to see it. And yeah, I've got my sound drop tomorrow. Um, it feels like a bit of a landmark for me. I posted a message today. I don't know if you saw it before you came on, Henry, but I messaged David, who runs sound for the first time in December last year. And it was after a message from Henry, a conversation I had on Henry and thinking Daniel Allen's Discord. And um, I posted the message to David being like, hey, David, I was in this other Discord. I've met this person called Henry. He's been helping me loads. <laughs> he said to hit you up, even though it's really early, and start introducing myself to people. Um, so yeah, here I am. I think I should get on. <laughs> I think I probably said something like, "I think I want. I want you know, I'm ready for sound." But <laughs> I clearly wasn't. But um, yeah, that was where it all started. And I think actually the second piece of advice Daniel gave me was to put the pin the day of the drop and move it three months ahead and actually I, I did exactly that and I looked at I looked back through some of the my messaging on a uh, discord before this and I did my first drop in March the following so pretty much you know three and a half four months after I first started messaging people and sort of 
learning about the space. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I, I hadn't, hadn't seen that yet. Um, yeah. Wow. This, this last year has, has flown by. I'm curious, this is, um, this is sort of a more broad, broader question um, about the, the Web3 and music space. Do you think that the advice that, that they gave you then still applies now? Or how, how has that changed? How do you think the, has a, the landscape of how things, what, how success can, can sort of manifest? Has that changed for artists specifically? I, I think it's changed, yeah. I think it's changed a lot. I think there, there was that period where it felt like I don't know, I networked and met a lot of people without having to do anything with Web3 tools. And I think now there is an expectation to be experimenting and to be doing things all the time, which I don't always think is healthy for like new artists entering the space. Um, but also the, the good side of it is, is that I've spoken to a few people now where I just, my, my advice has been the complete opposite, which is just start do 10 editions, do five editions, um, or, you know, something, just, you know, start your story now. I think it's the space as the time has shifted. I think the way that I did it, I don't know, the way that I did it did work well for me. And, I, and I've seen a couple of other people who haven't, you know, didn't drop for quite a while. And, you know, I think maybe it's just different strokes for different folks, but I do find myself saying to people now, just dive in. Maybe it's because the market's slightly different, but I definitely was like, planned my first drop to be like, I'm just gonna do a very limited amount of additions because, or I just want to get them to people that I've connected with and I want it to feel exciting and valuable to them, even though I don't have a name in the space. And I want to be able to say that I sold it out because I felt like there was a pressure when I started to be more like, you know, take your time, build it up, you know, make a name. And then when you people are waiting for something from you, then you do a drop. And I, I think that's probably different now. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm with you there. I think, I think that landscape has changed. It's it's also interesting to think about how people define what success is. You know, like you like you said, sort of at the end, is success something? Is it an instant sellout? Is it a sellout? Is it just getting your work out there? I'm curious for you as an artist, if you if you are also speaking to an another artist who maybe is uh, starting out and earlier on in their journey right now with Web three. How do, how do they define success when, when using these tools? Um, what's, work, what's worked for me that I find myself talking to people a lot about at the moment is like, it's just connecting with people. I think that's just more important than anything quite now. And, you know, I had a collection on glass recently that didn't sell out, but out of, or hasn't sold out yet, but um, out of the people that collected it, were people that I've always wanted to build relationships with and, and collect my work. I, I just, so I'd actually almost forgotten. I've just, you know, I haven't been pushing it because it's there. It's great. I really like it. It's a piece of work, but I do, th there is like, we are in Twitter and as much as we talk about it being like this community space, there is, there is, um, I don't know what the word is. There is like capital in like clickbait and, easy to digest stories that are easy to respond to and support and engage with and selling out a collection is one of those you know um so if you're doing editions and you're just starting off I, I wouldn't do 
50 because unless your intention is just to leave it there for people to collect whenever they want, which I like as well. I tried to have something open the whole time. But yeah, I don't think selling out is, is it, it can't matter now. There's too many artists, there's not enough collectors and it's just not what we're trying to do. I think when we came in, we were trying to sell out, right? And now we're trying to build with a more sort of longer vision ahead of us about what, what this could be. I love that, yeah. And speaking of sort of building things out, uh, and and looking to the future. So you've you've released a couple. You've really released a variety of of different things um, using Web three tools. Um, has there been has there been one that's that's stuck out? Are there? So I we'll we'll come back around specifically to your sound drop that's happening tomorrow. But um, in the past, has there been sort of one specific uh, Web three tool? And I guess when I say tool, I mean you know. OpenSea versus Glass versus uh, versus one of one. Um, has there been anyone that's stuck out? Anyone that you sort of wish had gone different? Um, anyone that you particularly are ex were excited about? They all have. It's funny. It's like uh, I said this one yesterday. It's like they're like children, man. You like you love them all for different reasons. It's it's they all play like a different role for me. I'm really lucky in that sense. And they all pay like quite, they all like have a spend, you know, for me personally, my first drop was probably the most one that's still the most fun to me because it's how I, I, you know, like I built, I furthered my connection with a few people that have been really important in my career. I still think they're like really, it was really cool and just different just to do like three editions of three different visuals um, that were long form in a video format. Um, it's just, you know, it's not something that people do very often. I still, you know, like I look back at those sometimes and think I wish I kept one for myself. Um, and, and actually one that I don't like, no one likes to talk about, but I always think was super important to me was Mint songs. You know, like no one talks about it, but like those first Mint song stage, I was talking about this to someone else where like they did have this thing set up. There just wasn't an audience there for it, but like, I minted, you know, really cheap editions for the first time that I met like a bunch of people in this room through, you know, who were avid sort of fans of the technology and space but couldn't afford to collect and have come to be a massive part of my career and just, you know, my life on a day-to-day -day basis and friends. And they actually had like, custodial wallets and things set up like we didn't have an audience then to connect to but now that would be so useful to me like to have you know to be able to send web2 fans let them collect via email you know there's not many places that can do those things so that was that was important one that didn't go well was Sol a solana drop i did on Releap, um because it was all messy for many reasons i would say um and, and i don't really think it was anyone's fault but you know people are new to things and it gets chaotic and it was just a bit sort of poorly thought out i guess if you don't mind me digging in a little bit there uh because i, I you know I, I think successes are important to look at to learn from but also things that didn't go as smoothly as they could have gone do you, do you think that it being on on a different blockchain like solana was a factor or um if you're comfortable, I'm really curious. Yeah, no, I, I'm comfortable yeah. talking about because they're doing, they're building really well at the moment, and they are like, 
they are on point now. Um, it was a multiple things. One, as musicians, I've learned now that we don't really have this like blockchain allegiance thing because we just come into the space and it's like we have these strange analogies that we make, like releasing our music on cassettes and on Spotify and on Bandcamp and on YouTube. And we want it everywhere that people can collect it. So to me, doing it on Solana was just exciting and fun and something I really wanted to do because it's, you know, the differences in the technology. But I didn't really understand that people would only collect on Solana, well, generally were collecting on Solana who were like into Solana as a blockchain, right? Like not many of the people that had collected my work, some did, but not many, um, crossed over. And I think a few of the things that have happened to me in this space have been about emo personal emotions. Like I really liked the track um it was exciting to me to do it it was my first it was it felt good because it was the first space like this doesn't happen very often what we're doing now you know like it was my first space where i was going to be the artist where they asked me questions where i got to talk about my work um and i was really excited and nervous and like it felt really big to me to be like wow like this is my first shot at that thing that i seeing all the other artists do and actually just the Twitter space just didn't go well. Like it was really awkward that they cut it off early by mistake. And a few people who have supported me all turned up <laughs> and they were messaging me being like, whoa, what the fuck was that? That was so weird. And it just like, I just felt like, yeah, it was just like, it felt like a bit of a blow at a time where I was like on a high. So I think it was personal as much as it, it was anything else, but you know, they came to me thinking that all my collectors would just jump on Solana and buy it. I went to them because other people had done drops with them and they were like, <laughs> I don't know anyone who collects on Solana. It's just random people on Solana sold out. Do it. It's good money. It'll get you on Solana. New team, new networking. Yeah, but for, personally for me, it felt like a big deal to be asked to do it. It was quite early for me. So there's a few things that combined into that. But a big part of it is just being an artist, right? It's like being emotionally attached to your work and the experience of releasing music, being disappointed. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down. Yeah, I I definitely hear that. You, you um, felt like they had a I felt like they had a responsibility to like know how to run those kind of situations. So I think like considering that I was used to being in like sound spaces and like all this stuff it felt weird to everyone in the room as well to be like, whoa, that shouldn't have been that weird. They should have done their homework kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I try to, you know, when I talk to people about this space, you know, it's, the, I feel like there are different layers to it. And when you're, when you sort of dig in, there's, there's this like second layer that's sort of much more nuanced. Um, and so I, I hear you there. It's, it's kind of like there's that responsibility to, to understand that if you're you're an operator in the space it, it also makes me wonder another question um and i'm really curious what you think about this just be, given how you know part of this community you are how how important do you think the the role of the the quote platform is for the success of a drop um and i guess going back to how we define success i guess in this in this way it would sort of be a measure of of things selling out or people feeling comfortable and being able to buy it but you know yeah we can look at uh what you were just talking about versus mint songs versus sound versus others is is the 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 platform that you drop it on important does that kind of define sort of the essence and the 
what the drop is about? Or do you think that, which almost kind of seems a little bit antithetical to, to sort of like the ethos of what blockchain is and why we're doing this stuff. So I'm really curious for you to unpack that, what your thoughts are there. I, I think it can be like a few things at the same time. I mean, I think, I think the thing about doing a part a drop with a platform, if it's managed well, is that we're musicians and we want to make music and we want to get our music heard and we carry a lot of weight on our shoulders. And like on a on a, like an honestly emotional level that I don't hear people say much in these in this space is like we need support. Like, you know, you need people to be like what you're doing is good. You you know, like you want acknowledgement and to have someone take some of that burden off your shoulders, you know, like help you plan towards something to be encouraging, to believe in your work. And in those moments where you do the drops like Deo on glass or Iman on sound or whoever it is um, on whichever platform, it was like Nikki on Mint songs. And they, they make you feel like a part of something and, and they have their, you know, they have their own communities and collectors. And I think that for all the debates around what we're here for, which I get, and decentralization and, and gatekeeping or curation, you know, we, it's a lot, it's a lot. That's not a big, I think that's a big expectation to put on creators, like all the time, you know, like I think it's an amazing story to have, to think of the idea yourself, to do it yourself, to do it on your own contract, to do it yourself on your own platform i've always actually done that you know i've been uh, someone who's done that since day one used manifold since my first drop and but i think a balance is healthy and that's that's just my personal approach and what's worked for me i think i guess it's different for every project in every community but i'm not i'm not ingrained in a community like some artists are which and i love those communities i kind of wish i was like future surf or like outsiders or um you know I'm close to a lot of them at like Hi-Fi Labs, but it's different when you're out here on your own. And I think that especially when you're not from those like communities that are based in the States too, right? Like we're very distant from that. And I think it probably takes us a bit more work to kind of like meet people and connect. And so, yeah, so I think, I think it gets a bad rep at times. I think, you know, they have a great role to play. They're supporters of music. It's like you said, that you said there's multiple layers to it, right? That like, it's like when you start having lots of friends working at labels and you're like, oh, they're just people trying to keep their jobs. Like they're not the devil. They're just like a person who has to get, you know, authorization to do something and they don't get to sign the things that they love. That's not, you know, like that's not up to them. Um, yeah, so I think there's, like you said, there's layers to it. And personally, I've, found it a really big support emotionally and in and in terms of the marketplace as well you know like helping share your share your work out there like someone retweeting your work is really important like a simple thing of somebody retweeting your work is almost as important as someone collecting your work because we're trying to grow and reach new people um and that's one of the hardest things to do and platforms can help if they you know they're good people an example a sort of poster boy example is Deo <laughs> Sound, who is just, you know, like hugely encouraging, hugely passionate, um, caring and like 
if thoughtful in his approach and hilarious as a hype man on the night. So yeah, I think those things are important. Um, we'll see tomorrow, right? Like, you know, a big thing about sound is like, what does that mean? I don't know, because I've never been on it before, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah, I'm excited to find out as well. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm very much with you there that, you know, that there are these community leaders um, in the space who are, who are with the various platforms and they just become, you know, so important and synonymous with it. Um, but I, something I wonder about is, is how do you, how do you scale that out um, in a way where more musicians can do it? I think that's sort of a key key here that we're, we're exploring. We've, we've, I think we've sort of gotten a basic proof of concept um, or like, it's really cool how we can use some of these tools. But as you say, Jamie, it's the, the sort of the, the framework of community around that is so important. And how can you build that out where, you know, do you have to start cloning Deos and Amon Europe's to, <laughs> and Nikki's to be able to, to continue to do it in that way? Or is it a way where we can do it where it's more sort of, um, the creator, the artist can just pick up these tools and use them. So it's a never ending challenge. You can pick up those tools and use them. That's the thing with like, that's what sound are doing. That's what, you know, there's a million, there's so many cool tools out at the moment where you can build your own minting site for free, your own contract for free, host your own, you can host your own Twitter space for free. You can set the dropping, you know, the time of your drop. You can do all those things and people like Blair have done it in the space and shown it. But I just think that there's a there's a place for everything for me, um, and I, I think you know, we, music is culture, and it should be culture. And it's you know, people who love music have always played a really important role in music, like DJs, you know, I don't know, MCs, whatever it bands that play covers, whatever it might be that. You know, pirate radio is just like an important part of music culture. And you're right, it's not scalable in that way. But what is like Boiler Room? You know, like Boiler Room is important and matters and brings new people through and coexists alongside other things and can still have a role to play where Fred again can drop a Boiler Room set and like all these people from LA are messaging me being like whoa man fucking boiler room this is so cool have you heard of this guy Fred again and I'm like Jesus it's like a 20 year old institution and he's like the most famous pop producer in the whole world but but that's cool you know that's we need people to hear music I don't know what it's just I know what you mean though but I don't think access I think opening up a platform to everyone just it's no different from the free tools that are available and not that I love the fact that you have to, you know, that the way it makes people feel or anything like that. I've had so many conversations about this the last couple of weeks since I announced my sound drop, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the answer is a couple of people have like, it's, you know, it should be open access and, but then there's no different to anything else you can do yourself now, except it just has a logo in the corner and that logo becomes more and more meaningless as, millions and millions of people lose it, use it. That's not an answer. It's a, it's a complicated, it's complicated. You're right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much nuance to it. And it's really, I, I, in, you know, 
also in being part of community and observing a lot of conversations that happen online, particularly on Twitter, um, there's just really fine lines sometimes between what's a gatekeeper, what's a curator, what's a um, middleman, um, and sort of like this element of exclusivity or, or whether you can get on or not. Um, I want to shift shift the the conversation a little bit some to, to something that you well actually I want <clears throat> to one more observation there on that community front uh, it's cool that you mentioned uh, boiler boiler room and then um, I'll start sort of talking about web3 community and uh, I just thought it was interesting that Mikhail uh, opium hum on Twitter who was very very much involved with boiler room for a large part of it first part of its its history is now um, Leading, leading community efforts and doing a lot of other things over at Zora now. Um, so it's it's interesting how those sort of those c community curators and facilitators um, sort of have moved, are, are moving in the space to um, figuring out how to build community. And, and arguably I'd say Zora is one of the, the best examples of just sort just of gonna say that. building yeah, up. It's, it's Zora is the yeah. closest that anyone's got to getting it right, that balance of of approach feel and you can still put something on there and it feels i don't know it feels definitely like i go on other i haven't done a drop on zora and i go on other people drops on zora and i'm like i really want to do a drop on zora <laughs> there's just something about the ethos the approach the tools that um yeah you're right it's interesting it's one of those things that's like it's it seems like it's just there and available but at the same time it's so intentional with what it is that's uh, really interesting um but anyway, yeah, shifting a little bit. So, in a in a recent uh, piece of writing that you had, uh, tweet thread, you uh, you you said something that I I found sort of stood out to me. I wanted to chat about this more. So you said, I believe that after seeing my friends burn out and not see their family enough, there wasn't just one type of music career. And this is you, I believe, reflecting on on previously, um, you know, having like a traditional music industry career. Um, and so you say, so set out to build a more sustainable career where I could regain the more positive and healthy uh, role music had in my life when I first when it first found me. And then you go on to say, the freedom of Web three tools have given me um, the freedom Web three tools have given me since writing my first mirror post have been the perfect match for my aims and have given me the creative freedom and ability to build relationships around my music world in ways I never could have before. Um, what stood out to me is, is burnout. And I'd love to talk with you a little bit more about, um, does it, does it feel like web three tools have, have made things feel more sustainable? Cause I, at the same time, I think also sometimes it can feel overwhelming because there's so much information and the space moves so much, uh, so, so quickly. Um, yeah, just wanted to sort of create some space to, um, to jam on that. If, if, if there's anything you want to dig into there. <sighs> I think the thing that really changed the feeling for me rather than like the sustainability, financial sustainability is, is, is the freedom element, right? And when there is the freedom to do anything, which is a pressure as well. But I think we, when you're releasing music as an independent artist, as I'm sure lots of people will know, there's just like a few things you can do, 
right? It depends on your personality, of course. Like if you're amazing on TikTok, if you're like an extrovert entertainer on whatever, if you know, there's a million ways to do it. But you know, it, it often boils down to um, sending your music to blogs, sending your music to radio, um, running some Facebook ads, maybe doing a post on the day that it's out, doing or doing a pre-save. Um, sharing your music after it's dropped, doing a music video, and creating content. Basically, that's what that's where we're at, and that is that. Just like it feels like you're trapped in a cage at times because you have no real control. You don't have a lot of control outside of those things. Like it's just like you're running. You're like running on a treadmill. That's what it felt like to me. Um, and you're like, just you're you're ticking these boxes, and there's a new box to tick every few weeks. You know I mean, there's a new TikTok video, a new content idea, or a new platform. But it feels very cyclic, and it feels like very, you know, like we talk about a lot. You don't, you're very, you're not very in control with a, of a lot of the tools that you're using and the connections that you're making like a lot of the connections are out of your reach so you kind of have this like really i don't know i described it as like loneliness like you you're like you're trying to be everywhere but you're just completely like alone at the same time when you're when you're making music and you're putting it out into the world so i think for me coming out of that i think sustainability is more than just about like money it's about like the role it plays in your life right like how how the, how making music is like a positive part of your life and life has a positive impact on your music and they kind of feed off each other in like a in a way that works and grows both things right so you're constantly battling with with like what's the fucking point in doing this like i speak to artists all the time they're like i might as well just give up like what's the point that that's just like not a healthy place to be and the same with just like working all the time and like the dream of like being busy often like isn't that great like being busy you know like you have these periods where you're like i'm just doing what i love all the time but time just flies by and you might not hit those success markers you're aiming for or could do the things that you set out to do and that like starts to like wear you down over time and i think that that whatever web three is right but like the opening of the door to like new technology and actually i i think what is also interesting is like the the, the lack of scalability has brought this like the problem and like it's like a benefit and a negative at the same time which is that like you can build community out of a scene that you don't have to be in the city to be a part of, like being in New York when hip hop started or being in like London when grime was, you know, grime was being born or whatever it is, Chicago and drill or whatever, you know, like there's, there's, there's a way to sort of, I don't know, be a part of something and connect with something that has been important for all the people. I think, you know, like even the biggest people, it's like a network that you can navigate and, there's people that want to talk to you and there's people that want to listen to you and that combined with like releasing music feeling like 
more fun and more like connected to like the process but also more connected to the results is in itself like the beginning of sustainability like scalable sustainability i mean like paying a mortgage and bills we're, we're a long way off that but we're a long way off that in normal music is <laughs> you know what i mean it's like people keep talking to me like it's it's you know what's the point and we've you know like well the people are like well if you calculate the ETH, that's only like this much a month and i'm like yeah there's no di you calculate the spotify streams recently on any of the artists that you really like they're barely scraping a living right but at least there is a future here that could be different which in you know obviously there's people that do really well on streaming i just mean that yeah the the ways that you can do well on streaming are feel more limited does that make sense yeah, I think so. It 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 brings up a a thought when you were describing the various different scenes and um, physical locations that they took place, and all of those scenes. Um, the 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 internet wasn't really a prominent thing. I I don't think when when all of those scenes took place. And I'm thinking to other scenes, and we've maybe kind of talked about this a little bit before through through Twitter, but I I always often think back to sort of the bloghouse era and and wonder like was that a scene in and of itself? And was that sort of a was that iteration of a scene happening? It was sort of online through the blogs. Um it Yeah it was SoundCloud, right? Like SoundCloud rap. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm just curious, like I do you do you look at like I don't know, this sounds almost kind of stupid, but like is Web3 sort of like in and of itself like the next version of that? Or could it be? Or or might it be? Or or, or definitely not? I'm curious what you no, think No, it feels about. like that version of... That's, that is a, com a comparison I'd make for sure. Like being... You still in a way like have to be like close to something to know it's happening, even if it's not physically close, right? Like I didn't discover SoundCloud at a time where that stuff was going on. But but we're a part of something now when it feels like and it's an emerging an emergent it's not an emergent technology it's an emergent technology in relationship to music distribution right like i keep being told this by people who've been doing nft stuff for ages which is true um but it does feel like that to me i don't and i know somewhat a few people have questioned that but i don't i think as a creative you you roll with what flows and, and what makes you feel creative and what makes you get the best out of your work and if you know someone wants to tell me that you know like if someone believes that whatever what we're doing what future surf are doing whatever it might be is a scene in a culture then in and it and it and it creates great art and builds careers and life-changing experiences for people then why why do people why do people want to argue about that yeah it's not a very scientific approach but you know it's a human approach i guess definitely so so let's so we've got we've got about 15 minutes left i want to um focus in on on this drop that's coming up and what kind of the the future looks like for you so um yeah just sort of open space and platform to, to to sort of tell tell us more specifically about this drop that's coming up. Um, why are you excited about it? What sort of really inspired it? Again, I guess kind of maybe hat tip to to the uh, earlier conversation when we were talking about success. What what will success of this drop feel and look like for you? 
That's a big question, isn't it? I mean, it's so hard to tell. I think there's two versions, right? Like, I think for me, just having people there for the moment, I mean, I'm really just trying to focus on the fact that for the first time in a long time, I am going to play a song for the first time in, in an environment, right? Like, which isn't um, unique to Web3, right? Like it's having the premiere of a song on a radio show or the first spin of a new single. But yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're having it in a way where you can converse and interact with people and with people who are, you know, who are wait, who have had a chance to read the story of the song, read the story of your career and your approach to music and, and be a part of that moment with you. Like it does feel like a big, it feels like a big moment for me and it feels, you know, like, and I feel that around my friends who are in, who are in my collectors group or around, around me. And that feels exciting, you know, like to get, to get to this point. If it, and I guess it just depends on you as an artist. For me, it's because plain and simply, I came into this space. The first platform I heard of was sound. I went into those spaces really early on as a fresh, faced new person to the scene and was like whoa this is really fucking cool this is cool like this is what is happening here what is going on and it was like the little doorway that i went into this space through um even though you know i didn't choose to go those platform routes for a long time but i guess it just it's like a land it feels a bit like a landmark and i, I don't know it's almost like just doing it is enough. That's why, I, you know, when I found out that, you know, all the first drops are the same, I was a bit like, oh. Because once I'd been given the opportunity, I felt so, ex you know, like that felt amazing. So my next thought was like, oh, what am I going to do? Maybe I should do 100 editions. Maybe I should do a free mint. What can I do that no one's done on sound? <laughs> but, but in a way, it took the pressure off. But they were like, no, it just this is it. Your first drop is like this. This is how we do it. So... I like that. It's still in the format from the first time that I ever stepped onto sound and, that, and that's their thing. So that in itself um, is exciting. And I don't, I don't know what success is. I guess success would be new collectors um, being supported by people who have supported me in the past and just it going well, like having, you know, a positive experience and having people there to support me um yeah like a combination of things without any of them being like the breaking point for me you know I've, sound if you if you speak like career wise sound is like an opportunity to reach out to collectors that potentially i haven't reached out to before because it has higher exposure but yeah if it goes well that means some of my mates turn up we get to hear the tune for the first time scott quinn who's the feature artist who's never done an nft release or anything in Web3 before um, doesn't get rugged. That would be good <laughs> for his first um, Twitter space. That would be a good start. Yeah, so just for it to go well, I think on that Solana drop I mentioned, I really, I realised what was important to me on that drop. It wasn't the sales. It was the, the thing that really, like, I was really disappointed about was purely just, like, the experience of having your music out, having people care and support it and being platformed go well. That was really what mattered to me. We're in a space now where selling out doesn't have the same connotations. It's like one tweet. I mean, obviously it would be amazing because that, you know, that does matter. And, you know, the money will go towards releasing that song on DSPs and we need, 
we need finance like we need as you always say with your cohorts we need yeah we need support you know like we can't do this on our own and we can't do this out of our pockets um a lot of the time because we're coming home from jobs or people are or we're doing music full time and it's a, it's a proper grind so i guess there's a few things wrapped up in it but i just try to focus on the moment the emotional side of it which is why i always lean on in my music as well so yeah yeah and, and hearing you kind of unpack that and thinking about like oh we often gravitate towards sellout being like this metric we use i guess if you unpack what sellout means it's it is kind of what you're talking about it's like you know the project feels seen um it kind of represents that uh both your current collectors and potentially this other group uh this demographic of 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 wider net of collectors has has been interested and involved um sustainably it's sort of on a financial level that that's you know that represents that the maximum amount of financial um, you know increase in your bank account has has been achieved, um, and it also kind of that juxtaposed with one of the parts when you're sort of unpacking what didn't work with the relief drop was you know it, it seems like this this actual spaces around it sort of had an impact there. So I I don't know I this is kind of like a high shower thought, but I'm just kind of like exploring that, but. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear you kind of compare those those different points. The mood and the energy around it matters, I think. Like, I don't like on my glass drop it not selling out just didn't have any impact because yet because you know it it people were collecting every week, and that's like quite an amazing feeling because that really is like reach. That's real reach and real connection. That's someone finding you hearing your music somewhere or hearing you speak in a space, going to your profile, clicking a link, scrolling through a link, clicking on another link, going to a site, watching your video, and then deciding to collect your piece of work, which is, you know, that's like the hardest sort of chain of events to put together possible. So, but, the, you know, there are other occasions where, you know, you we, we all artists in the space watch people like, doing sound drops and doing like watching Daniel and like Violetta do these like big Zeroni do these big drops that sell out and it's it looks amazing you know it's like winning a gold medal in a race that's partly that's probably that maybe that's a problem with the space right is that like everyone's very quick to be like congrats that's incredible or like retweet because we live in a world of like instant engagement and we're all guilty of it and and it's also you know no different to the fact that if someone posted i just sold 13 out of 20 i'd say the same thing but the general masses might not right they might not be like that's incredible congratulations retweet it there's yeah there's it's i think one of the issues we have is like we have like go-to narratives in this space that are like headline engagement where i do with the word engagement farming is the right that's probably not the right word but just like i i don't think it's wrong but it's just interesting right it's like a project that does something for the first time or a project that sells out will just get like 10 times more engagement than anything else um and that's just you know that's just online content that's the way that algorithms work so 
they it does matter in that sense but i just think you just as an artist you can't overthink that stuff and you just gotta go with go with the artistic stuff man go with what matters go with the emotion go with what feels good and enjoy the moments like i'm gonna really enjoy just seeing my name as a co-host or as you know as a speaker on a sound space when they first uploaded my artwork and song and i saw it on that page that felt really big because i've seen that so many times for artists that i love um and every time i see that page i'm like wow yeah think about where i was nine months ago just like looking at these people doing this and rightly or wrongly sort of holding them in such high esteem um it's just it's just you know it's a it's a bucket list we're allowed to do we're allowed to we're allowed to have like emotional moments that you know don't fit into these like so-called only important sort of narratives of using technology getting the most out of the technology and doing groundbreaking things you know at the heart of it it's just like a bunch of humans that are making music and you know again no easy answers right henry <laughs> i love that reflection though i as i uh this is like very sidebar talking about myself for just a second but but being in the place where i grew up and i'm 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 in my early 30s now and so so there's there's a lot of space that has happened between when i've grown up i've lived in california for 15 years and um and so coming back to the East Coast, like even seeing trees being bigger, it's just, it's a really weird thing to experience as you get older. And um, I love what you were saying just about like sort of these milestones or, or like sort of like landmarks or moments in your life to look back at to sort of like gauge the relative progress or, or, or uh, I don't know if progress is the right word, but just uh, the space that has elapsed linearly in your life over time. It's that's kind of cool. Um, how, like, it feels like, important, right? Those things are really important. It's weird. Like I, before we came on this, I looked at, after posting that thing. I was like, I'm going to go back to like my Discord chat with Henry, and I think like one of my first questions to you in Daniel Allen's thing was like, how do people get on sound, right? Um, and it may not be a number one record or anything like that, but it was just a goal that, you know, something that I wanted when I set out in this space. And people like you told me, build your own thing, do your own thing, meet people, get in spaces, like learn, listen, take your time. And to come back nine months later and for like all those pieces of the puzzle to fit together, I found another message that I sent someone else from like four months ago like before my first drop and they were like what's your plans and i was like in the message i said i'm going to do a few drops on my own hopefully then i can do something on something like glass and at the end of the year i want to do my first vocal track on sound and my first one of one on catalog and and i have so to me personally you know it's a goal it's like yeah it's like my little hit record <laughs> i don't need it to sell it's like i got here this is what i wanted to do like getting your getting your record played by a certain dj or something and you're right like just looking back at those things or coming back to something and seeing where it is is um yeah it, it matters like time passing is is an interesting goal in itself just to like make you be like look at what i've achieved and to stop you for a minute and be like, I'm going to take a rest after this and work out what next. 
yeah, not to put you on the spot, but but what is next for you? It, so you 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 do this drop, perhaps sell out twenty five editions at .05 on sound. You're taking a breather. Is there is there any alpha you wanna wanna drop with us today? Or? Well, there's no breathers, right? Because what I've always done, I think this made my journey really easy for me in a way, is that I've always, you know, this idea of like bridging Web two and Web three. I've kind of realized recently I've always just done it together. I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I've always done it together. So for me, you know, the music encapsulates a time of my life. I put it together, I build a visual world around it, and I roll it out and share it with the world. And then in that time that I've been doing that, I've written more music and I do it again. And and they bounce off each other and grow together. And that's going to continue. So, you know, next will be this song on DSPs in like a few weeks. Um, there is, I guess, some alpha, which is something that we are going to do with it, which we've got this idea to um, activate both mine and Scott's like Web2 communities a bit. And we're going to do a... I'm still working at the back end of it, trying to get support as... Um, someone like Super Sigil in the road will know you're just trying to find the right tools to kind of put things together. But essentially, we're going to do a free mint with all of our fans as a part of the NFT and the contract visually and in terms of splits as well. Um, it could be highly ambitious first or it could be a highly ambitious fail. We'll see. But that's what's so exciting, right? It's like... We always come up with, I've always come up with ideas that are related to the concept of the music because that's what I know, right? Like, what's the song about? What was it written about? What was inspired by? What's going on? And how does that marry conceptually with a use of something that's exciting me in the space? Um, and it's worked really well for me. So I'm going to keep going. And, you know, the plan is by next year to have done three or four singles with, with um, featured vocal artists. Um, and to keep growing, that's it, to keep growing, to keep growing in this space, to keep growing in every space um, and, you know, keep pushing in some kind of dream world, playing some festivals next year, continue to grow everything and just enjoy the process. Um, that's that's what's now. I don't have that same. I look at people like Daniel and I think there's a lot of pressure on being just, you know, like being project artist even though it's amazing right like what the what people are achieving like a few others in the space i'm looking at and i'm like i would that's incredible that's the dream but there's a lot of you know being dropping music from an, an nft world perspective web3 world perspective can be quite high pressure because the drop has such a big importance in that culture well, for me, it's like this symbi symbiotic relationship between t all the different tools I have as a musician. And it's never been like, do the drop and then throw it on DSPs. It's always been the drop is part of the great, the bigger picture. You know, there is a drop for the people who like my music and want to support me in that way. And that is just, that is very much built into like the rollout across all distribution methods from day one so like my first ep wasn't like that because i just discovered it but it worked really well doing it that way around but this last ep i had four tracks i had the artwork i had the concepts and i 
decided, you know, like the first one's going to be a low cost edition, the second one's going to be this, the third one's going to be a one of one, and the fourth one's going to be the video on glass. But within that is like a visual for each track for content, is like timing, pitching, is timing, you know, radio, is timing, all these little things. And it's only a small world that I'm in. But like to me, it it has made the what next question much easier because the it's just be me, you know, like do music like I do music and, and build and keep building rather than like feeling like, you know, I'm going to have to do this. You know, it has to be a next one. It has to be a hundred. The next one has to be 500. The next one has to be a thousand. Like I have people messaging me being like, can you help me sweep the floor on a project on like PFP stuff? And I just, I'm not, I'm not ready for that world yet. Um, so to me, like, I think you, you, what you, why, what, how you describe it always speaks really well to me because it's, it's, I didn't realize it at the time, but it has, it has taken much more of the focus because the other side of it is much easier to me. I can do those rollouts really simply on like a small level independent project like mine and the web three can be the fun stuff. And it just, you know, I just fit them together and I'm going to keep doing that. I love that the web three can be the fun stuff and I can just keep fitting it together. Um, I think that's a, that's a great, great point to, to, uh, to pause the conversation and, um, I think we're we're coming up right on the hour. So, um, Jamie, always a pleasure to to be to to talk with you and 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 have conversations about this stuff. Um, always really enjoy it. Um, very excited for your your sound drop tomorrow um, at five p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Sound.xyz. Um, and uh, yeah, any any final words or or anything like to share? Just yeah, just thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Henry, for for just being you, I guess, and putting that energy out there, um, asking to do this, because it felt like another one of those things where I was a bit like, well, I can't believe he's actually going to give me the time to do that. That's so cool. Um, so thank you. Um, thank you to everyone that's coming. If you're free tomorrow night, come and hear the new song. Don't need to buy anything. Just come hang out, listen to the music. Um, and yeah, just come and, if you don't know what sound is, come and be a part of it. If you do, um, show up, clap your hands, <laughs> enjoy the music, um, and just get in the vibes. Yeah. And, and thank you so much, Henry. I, this is so late here. Sometimes these ones, that I always feel like I get so serious at this time of night. Um, and it's kind of felt like a counseling session, Henry, that I'm trying to work, work through the challenges of um of this space and i think yeah something that i said in this week that got loads of dms about is just that i just think multiple things can be true i have that approach to things you know like curation can be good and bad and you know something some things can should be using you know pushing the technology all the way and some things don't have to and they can both be great um and i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of definite and finite opinions in this space that is like it feels like is the thing to do to be like this is how it should be done that's how it can't be done that's not going to work this is going to work and i just still think we don't know and um that's what i love about it is just let's just make some stuff that we really care about 
and that we love and we're proud of and um, share it and see what happens. I love it. That's uh, that's a great, great sentiment to leave, leave this on. And yeah, my pleasure. Um, always, always enjoy it. Um, so, so yeah, till next time, till tomorrow, when we see you in that spaces, um, Jared or Hudlin, do you, do you guys want to, you want to close this up? Yeah, sure. And, and appreciate you guys. Uh, what a great space, Jamie. Uh, you know, I, I know you, you, you talked about extensively, uh, different ways that you're measuring success. Uh, I, I don't really have any doubts that this will be a successful drop for you and, uh, and you'll continue down this good path. So, um, congrats on even just making it to this milestone for you. Um, but I, I think, I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it tomorrow and it'll be nice for you to be able to hear the crowd and, uh, you know, hopefully that Amon reverb, the let's go when, once the song plays. So, um, Congratulations again, and uh, and we'll definitely be checking in. Thanks, everybody.